This is the Otaku in Review podcast. I'm Scott Spaziani from Otaku in Review. I'm Shannon, aka Perfect Serenade. And I'm Michael Camacho of g-nitro.com. This is episode 215, recorded on April 13th, 2021. Bottom Tier Podcast. Hey guys, do you like giant robots? Are you allowed to do the intro? Hey Scott, Scott. I don't think I think. This I is like I like giant robots. And I was, they have big Scott dongs. <laughs> Scott's uh, username is Gundam Pilot Spaz, so I know he likes giant robots. Do you like giant robots? That should have been done by um, the Japanese, but are now being done by a white man. Live action. Uh, to be to be fair, I hear Scarlett Johansson is going to be the starring role. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, let's 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 walk this back a little bit. To be fair, the Japanese did commission a live action Gundam previously. G Savior. Now, have either of you seen G? No, I heard it's terrible. Yeah, it was commissioned by Japanese by by Sunrise, done actually by a Canadian company. Oh, you're not helping. Uh, Reused a lot of (laughs) reused a lot of the props from Starship Troopers. These are these are facts about G. But I'm saying you already have said that they commissioned it. They didn't actually have somebody in charge that should have been in charge. Well, I, I don't know who directed it. But it doesn't matter. I think it matters. Hollywood is in a state where Asian actors, Asian directors, and Asian employees are going after them for constantly whitewashing properties. And they're doing it again with an entire well, we don't IP. Know if they're whitewashing the property. All right. Who do you think they're going to cast for the actors besides the protagonist, which I've already told you is going to be Scarlett Johansson? Well, they're, they're gonna. They're, hopefully, they're gonna cast uh, someone as Amaro Ray. That's Scarlett Johansson. Uh, I don't think that's gonna be Scarlett Johansson. No, that's definitely Johansson. Scarlett Johansson. She's already played a uh, Japanese woman in Ghost in the Shell. She was slated to play a trans woman in another movie instead of an actual trans. Oh yeah, individual. She was. Um, Scarlett Johansson could play any role, race, or gender. It doesn't matter. Scarlett Johansson is obviously going to be in the movie. I mean, I believe that. <laughs> I believe that. She's very versatile. Um, so versatile. She can make you think that she's not even a white woman. Could be. Could be. I'm, I'm scrambling because I am trying. What about, I'm uh, not even saying it has to, to be, find. hold on. I'm not even saying it has to be a Japanese director. You tell me you can't find an Asian American director? Like, you're telling me sure, that this is sure. so difficult that you got to pass it off to yet another white man in Hollywood. This is my problem. It's just the fact that they're not trying. They're not even showing that they're trying. Like, it, it's always yet another white male. I'm not even saying white woman. It's just a white man. And I'm like, y'all aren't trying to do anything outside the box. You're just stuck in this. It has to be this. And I'm like, you realize other people could have better ideas than this dude. So I'm trying to find exactly what nationality Amara Ray was. Oh, I thought you were going to say Scarlett Johansson. Believe, I was like, anything you I need her to be. I believe he is actually of 
Japanese descent. It's not. It's not about the uh, show. It's about the IP and how they're thrusting it outside so, of. So do we? I mean, so do we have a news associated with this, or are you just gonna scream into the void about how everyone's racist except for you? You haven't. Uh, let me find the person's name. Hold on. Uh, I I saw it the other day. So it's uh, Jordan Boyd Roberts or Vought Roberts Roberts. He did Kong yeah. Skull Island. So if that's what you're pushing towards me, you're not winning over me in any way. That this person I didn't see Kong. I did Skull not see Island. that either. But I believe we went on the Universal. Yeah, we went on the Universal ride when it first came out. It was freaking terrible. I also heard that ride was terrible. <laughs> but uh, he also is directing the Metal Gear Solid movie. So if you mm. want to rant about that now, please feel free. So same same things. Do you like giant robots? I mean, do you like stealth action? No. I'm looking at all of his movies. He's done. He has. I can understand if you grab some like super famous director, but this dude has. Three movies to his name and two in production now. Fuck off! Like you're telling me you couldn't find an Asian American director to do. But this. he also he also he also uh, dude he, he directed the Destiny Two live hold, action hold trailer. On. He did the Kings of Summer, Kong Skull Island, and his other director credit is a stand-up documentary called Nick Offerman American Ham. Where I don't understand Ow. this. Come on, f off! Like this is bullshit. You're not bringing in somebody with credentials and saying, "Well, at least he has background in this." All you're telling me is you're like, "Ah, we found a white guy." There's no Asian directors out there. So, so to be to be fair, I mean, when when they gave the Lord of the Rings to Peter Jackson, he had like his most famous movie was a bad horror movie. So. Maybe this is uh, maybe he he has some good concept. But up. the Lord of the Rings wasn't an Asian property or a, even another culture's property. Period or racist property. They're literally paid money, and we're like, yeah, just throw some white people at it. We'll be good. It's just Hollywood being Hollywood, and I hate to say it that way, but as somebody who's tired of seeing. Hollywood bastardized Asian properties. Like, look at what's happening in Korea right now, where they had an. I haven't seen it because I don't care for zombies. But Train to Busan is a huge Korean film. They're like, hey, we're gonna remake this in America because, you know what, the, Hollywood's idea of remaking a movie is let's just throw some white people in it and redo it. Yeah, you know, just throw some white people in it. Now it's American. Like, fuck don't, off. Don't forget. Don't forget, bigger budget, yet somehow worse effects. Right? Like, and Train to Busan, according to many Koreans, has a huge, like, um, discussion. Um, like, behind the scenes on some old history within Korea. And that's why they're like, a lot of Koreans are pissed off that America is remaking this film. Because, like, you're going to completely ignore... The commentary that oh, this, this film is about. Is this the Korean fan death movie? The what? The Korean fan death movie? No, I don't think so. Oh, okay. This is the only thing I know about Korea. Yes, I know. We've discussed this before death. on this podcast. Yeah, I think we have discussed I'm it. I'm pretty so sure this Korean was made death? a title of the show because of it. 
yeah, you don't leave a you're not supposed to leave a fan on uh, on you while you sleep. That's that's the that's the gist. That's the the gist of it. Yeah. Because you might get Korean fan death. I don't know if you get Korean fan death or if Korean fan death happens to you. Korean fan death gets you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's right. Oh, you fell asleep with the fan on in the room. That's how that's how the fan death gets you. Uh, it doesn't have quite the same ring to it. Anyway, what we were talking about? Uh, just white people being white people. Oh, uh, white people being white people. That's right. People so are colonizers. I'm not going to say imperialists. who. I'm not going to put station. I'm on what somebody on the spot who is like, who do you think should direct? And I'm like, I hate these people who do this, or I hate when people do this when they're like, well, who would you put in that spot? That's not my decision. I just feel like I you should like take you should the time, take to, make the time to make a better decision than what you did. <laughs> like, you obviously didn't try. Like, it would be one thing to come out like, hey, we're going with this director. So the person said no. Now, I didn't know this, but apparently Brian K. Vaughn is attached to write the screenplay of who? the Gundam movie. Which I am 100% Brian who? Brian K. Vaughn. K. Vaughn? He, yeah, he's a comic book uh, author. A very famous Sounds author. like a white guy. His, uh, it is a white oh, guy. Oh, wow, right. we're really making this a diverse uh, production. This is great. I am so but, glad they're putting a diverse production behind Gundam. But you should read Paper Girls. This is this is where I'm going to come. You should read Paper Girls. That sounds familiar. Very good. Paper Girls is a very good comic book. It's about uh, it's about some some girls, girls made who out of have paper? a paper route. <laughs> it's a, some girls who have a paper route in the eighties, and then they accidentally time travel and uh, have to save the world from a uh, futuristic uh, organization from the future who is trying to realign so, the timeline by preventing them from time travel. It's a comic, isn't it? it is okay. Yeah, I think I have the comic book. on my tablet. I'll have to check it out. It's quite good. It's quite good. Why the last man's also? How do I acquire? I mean, watch Paper Girls. <laughs> so, but here's but here's the thing. Like, I see this project. I'm sure. I'm sure that Sunrise is very much involved in it. Uh, the fact that Brian K. Vaughn is attached is a good thing. The fact that uh, Yoshiyuki Tomino is not writing the screenplay is also a very good thing, because uh, the 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 nation who has screwed up Gundam the most, and I know that this might be kind of skewed in their favor because of how many Gundam properties they produced, has been the Japanese. That's um, my argument for being pro. Gundam's never Gundam. been good though. <laughs> no, 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 no. There's there's at least uh, there's at least two OVAs. Hold that are on. I'm gonna make you laugh, Scott, because you know what somebody said on Twitter. I hope they don't try to make Gundam woke politics. And I'm like, Gundam is all about politics, you fucking idiots. Gundam is a... (laughs) Gundam is literally all about politics. Who's who? I was just like, do you people just ignore everything that goes on in your media? But here's, here's, here's my, well, okay. A, I don't understand how people think ever. But like, like, I don't, I don't like wake up, I don't like wake up every day and be like, I hope I don't hear about any conservatives taking away people's rights. Like, that's not like, but, but that's not my driving force throughout the day. But the people who are like on the right and are weirdly, are weirdly like 
super racist and sexist in the year 2021. Like, they just go throughout their day just being looking like, for something like, to be looking angry out at. for this stuff. But no, yeah, but I you just, say 2021, but this is about the time when I stopped being a conservative. 2006, 2007 was back when they were like, Starbucks has green and red cups, but they're not they're not Christmas cups anymore. And I'm like, y'all are just creating fear out of dumb shit now. Like y'all just trying to make people angry about the smallest things. Or like somebody saying happy holidays. It's like they created this atmosphere. Fox News is directly related to this whole fear of what we now call wokeness, but at the time was a war on everything at the time. War on Christmas. The, the, War the, on the this. True, like... the, true, the true snowflakes are the conservatives. Oh, yeah. I'm going to say always. it. Uh, Dude, yeah, it's always, it's always the people who come up with that bullshit term that are the worst at it. <laughs> Shannon, how are you doing? Nobody from the left stormed the capital. <laughs> capital so. <laughs> I am doing better than I have been. Do you know when you know what you know what you know what capital the uh, the left stormed? That's right, the the British colonial capital. What? That's right, oh, left wing revolutionaries. That's what the founders were, kind of. Anyway, a bit. Except they, they were left, more then left wing. started slavery. What? What? No, they didn't start <laughs> slavery. They just propagated in this it. country. And I meant. They did put an end. No, they didn't. What are you talking about? That. British started slavery in this country. The, they just didn't ban it immediately when they formed the Constitution. They did put an end date on it, though. So, progress. Shannon's like, can Shannon's I just like, talk? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just sitting back. I'm looking at fun nail art because that kind of goes into what I was going to talk about. When you, say, no. when you say nail art, do you mean like, like somebody had a bunch of ten pennies lying around and they decided to make a sculpture Jesus out of it? Christ, like, what are we talking Scott. about? We're talking about fingernail art, like fingernail okay. acrylic stuff. I don't, so. I don't have much experience with this. I don't either, but I knew what she was you. talking about, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> I have been kind of... So, a little bit about me. I really like like having long nails, um, but first off, getting them done is very, very expensive. And you know, when you go to a nail salon, you t or you go to a nail tech, and they usually use like you know acrylics and then glue the nail onto your nail, and then you kind of constantly have to go back and back and back. But for me, it's hard for me to do my work um, with long nails. And I was like, you know what? It's so expensive getting custom, you know, designs on your nails. And I want anime nails. Like, I want to have fun, funky anime nails. And I was like, you know what? I can, I can fucking draw. Like, why am I not doing my own nail art? So I just invested in a bunch of stuff. And I've done this before a long time ago, um, back when I used to kind of hang out my, at my aunt's hair salon. She had a nail tech there, and I, she would do my nails, and then I would actually, like, paint my own designs on my nails sometimes and I'm thinking to myself I'm just gonna buy like a clear acrylic set that I can like use as press-ons and just start making my own anime nail art so I just invested a ton of ton of money into a bunch of supplies and I'm gonna dive headfirst uh into it this weekend Sweet. and I'll probably do like something Jojo themed something kind of simple at but first Jojo I would never guess. <laughs> just like fun funky designs to be fair um, i then... first thought you'd say silverman um well 
So it really <laughs> depends on like the mood that I'm in. And I want to start with something simple because it's been a while since I, I, I did this and I picked it up and like the game has kind of changed a little bit because there's so many cool like different um, nail things that you can do. Um, just kind of different effects on your nails like there's like chrome looking uh powders that you can buy and a lot of these things like you know i i haven't worked with before so it'll be interesting to see um how it turns out i'm gonna make some jojo nail art nice. that way i can like reuse them and keep them and you know so like the next anime convention <laughs> so the next anime convention i can like bust them out or You're something gonna post it on instagram or twitter i gotta see this yeah, I mean, I'll post it if it if it turns out decently, um, if I like the way it turns out. I mean, like I said, I've done this before, uh, and you know, it didn't. I actually did like a little cartoon of my old cat Lucy in it. That everybody's like, "Oh my god, that is so cute!" So I was like, "Well, I might as well just give it a shot and see how it turns I it. out." I got it. I got the perfect one for you. So I, wish <laughs> I, could, I wish I could pull this stand's name. What is the stand's name? So um, the stand. That is Mr. Stan. He just so Scott just posted an image of some um, sex pistols uh, where they have like the you know the little dudes the one through seven and they're shaped like nails and they're on this lady's nails and that's actually really really clever and cute. Um, so I, yeah, like so I just you know I want to do fun things like that and. I don't know. So there's a there's a reason now, Mike. The best part about this yeah. nail art is that they are missing number four. Yes, because Mista's right. So Mista has this um, weird uh, superstition phobia. with the number four. Yeah, like, oh yeah, because yeah, it's the uh, she. It's the whole thing with the number four. She is death. Oh, I don't know. I think it might. I don't know what his reasoning is. That's. I think that's part of it, but it's. It... It's. I don't think it's articulated that way. Yeah, I don't Italian. think so. I can't remember. It's been a long time since I've uh, read the manga or watched that far into the anime. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh! And I totally forgot something to put on the outline. Speaking of JoJo, so going into that. Oh yes, let's talk about. Let's talk about this. Hold on. Oh, let me just kick Mike about? from this call for a while. What are we talking about? So, ah, I'm so excited. Wait, what are we talking so, about? Joe. Shut up. Jolie. Back, back, <laughs> I would say months ago, there was an announcement Jolie. that came out where it was like this JoJo special event. And there was a website for it. And everybody was like freaking out. It's like, oh my God, is this going to be announcement of part six anime, which is really, really big because Jolene is the only female jojo right now and it's a huge it, deal and parts that's right it's <laughs> go ahead jo- jotaro's daughter where you learn that jotaro is a bad father he just was <laughs> off fucking dolphins not caring about what we his daughter was up to daughter well daughter daughter gets thrown in prison that's the beginning that's how this starts in florida she's in florida she's in florida so Jojo Part 6 has officially been announced. Um, And I don't, I would, you know, just the way that they have announced the Jojo series in the past, I wouldn't be surprised if it was already done and completed. I mean, it's been, it's been, what, almost two years since Part 5 ended? 
It has, but there was a there it's was an event enough. that kind of uh, slowed down uh, anime production. I forget what that was, though. I can't. Yeah, I, uh, I mean, I but it, it so there's no there's no um, air date yet. It's you know they announced her voice actress who is half Japanese, half Egyptian. I can't I can't remember her name um, off the top of my head. This is really exciting. She was they did like a whole live video for it and it was it was just really really cool and I'm really excited for it. Um yeah, I love Jolene. Jolene's great, which it, hopefully this means like you'll we're going to get like more Jolene apparel because if you go to like Hot Topic and like Box Lunch, all you really see is part 5 and part 3 uh apparel and I want Jolene's big, beautiful face on my chest. Despite, despite the fact that part four is the best part. Yeah, you really don't. I really don't see that much. Actually, I, I have to disagree with you there. Part seven is the best. Okay, um, well, that's what everyone says, but I don't, I don't know. I mean, there's no anime about that yet. This is an anime I know, podcast. I know. We don't do any reading. I'll, be, I'll probably part, be like. Nor do we discuss any uh, reading. I'll be, I'll be about reading 60. later, sir. I'll be a about of 60 it. when that comes out. So <laughs> I'll be 60 years old screaming uh, Jire's name. And I'll I'll still be screaming at 70, cancel JoJo, please. <laughs> You're just such a hater. You're He's, such he a is, hater. He is such a hater. I know he hates he hates everything. <laughs> I um, don't. I've got a lot to talk about that I love this week. And one thing okay. I think. Well, then you do you, boo-boo. So, uh, uh, David Production did um, did do this. So, this is something that I learned later. So, I did. I briefly talked about uh, the cells at work black, but apparently, cells at work black and the actual like second season, the cells at work, which is more of the comedy, came out at the same time. And I I need to figure out how to watch the other one. But anyway, the David Production did ways do, to acquire uh, things, sir. The original cells at work, and I can hook you up after the, the, the show. new sequel to the comedic version of cells at work. So that's what they've been working. It's on Crunchyroll. It's got to be on Crunchyroll. I don't. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna figure it out right fucking now, Mike. All right. Okay. Okay. Come the. F- hey, hey, I got shit to talk about down, that I want to freaking rave about, but y'all think I hate everything. You don't give me a chance to freaking gush about what I. All right, fine. You talk about your 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 slushy beer. Look, or your running man. We're going to talk about or... running man right now because you didn't show up, but Shannon did. So on my Discord, we started watching the Korean variety show Running Man, which has a bunch of now, celebrities. Can you can you, exp- can you explain to the audience what Discord is? Fuck you. Um, if you don't know what Discord is, but get out of here. It's been a whole pandemic. Um, so we were watching Running Man last night. Shannon was there. We had what six to seven people at times, and uh, yeah, we had a pretty good. We had a pretty good group, and we had a lot of Running Man fans, which made it even better because a lot of people knew who they were watching. Um, so Running Man is this Korean variety show where they have a pretty much a uh, a sta a stable group where or a staple group of. Uh, celebrities that are always on and they bring on guests and what they do is they do a lot of like early on there's a lot of chase um and 
certain missions where they're chasing each other around and trying to gather clues. This changes as the time goes on for this show where they find better ways to make this a little more convenient for the celebrities. So what we found out in the first show, because I hadn't seen it, Chan and I hadn't seen the first episode, and quite a few others had it, where we didn't realize they were in this mall doing these little mini games and chasing each other around for over 12 hours. <laughs> Through the night. Like, it was like daytime when they got back out. Um... So, but it's a show with a lot of, like, very popular celebrities. Um, UJ Suk is the main, I would say, the main MC of the show because he's been known as the nation's MC in Korea. He's hosted, like, hundreds of shows. Um, and while doing Running Man, he's still hosting other shows. He's hosted huge shows like X-Man. Um, I can't remember if he did Family Outing. Um, but uh, he's done a lot of good things in korea and there's there's another really old guy Sukjin, that's been on there he's been around forever as a comedian uh other stables are kim jong-uk which is every woman's favorite uh wrong wrong you don't like jong-uk is your favorite oh wait no you like kwang su kwang su yeah the tall goofy dude uh who i didn't realize was always screwed over from episode one. We watched episode one, and anytime he tried to talk, he was cut off by something. <laughs> like, poor guy. He's always been, like, the class clown, but also the one that kind of gets bullied more than everyone else in later episodes. I didn't realize it started from episode one within, like, the first 15 minutes. He was dealing with that shit from the get-go. It's kind of funny. Um, but... Watching episode one was really good to go back to the roots of the show because watching more recent shows, you see how much it's changed. And my Discord will be watching almost weekly. Uh, there'll be a couple weeks here and there where I won't be doing it. But on every Monday, we're doing a running man day. So coming up, by the time this comes out, it'll be episode three we'll be watching. Um, but highly recommended if you... If it sounds interesting to you, come join my Discord. Uh, you can hit me up for an invite or check out twitch.tv slash gnitro because my link is on there to join the Discord. Uh, much quicker way than waiting for me to respond back. Um, but besides Running Man, I've been watching another Korean variety show that actually is really, really intriguing. So I've been collecting this show called... Girls High Mystery Class or High School Mystery Club. Uh, there's various ways they name this show. And it's a, at first, I thought it was going to be a drama. So it had these celebrities in there. And I assumed it was going to be a drama because they were like, they saw mysteries at the school they've been transferred to. Turns out it's more of a variety show where they have this school with actual students and teachers set up and a mystery going on. And these five girls show up, uh, various ages, but they're transfer students to the school. And they're trying to solve puzzles, like legit puzzles. It's not like, oh, you can see somebody giving them a hint in the background, so obviously they solve this. No, they're legit spending time. Uh, of course, with editing. They chop it up so you're not watching the entire hour or two they were looking to solve this. But it's really fun to watch people do this where it's scripted in the sense that 
there's an overall plot they follow, but not scripted in the sense of how they solve it. And it got really dark at episode six. They show up at the school for their third, basically third, I don't want to say day, but their third time there. I guess it's like weekly they come back. And there's literally a kid laying dead on the ground. Blood and everything. And made out to be like a suicide after they uncovered another uh, puzzle that they solved the week prior. Now they're trying to solve that, but everything starts tying together of all these things they saw from the very first day they were there. And it's 16 episodes, I'm six in, and you can already see there's a bigger plot that they're going to have to uncover by the end. And it's really cool. Because, like I said, it's not just actors being told what to solve. They're just there giving a scenario, and they're solving it themselves. So it's like, there's been times where I'm like, this is awesome. And they created an Instagram. Unfortunately, that account was gone when I tried to find it. But... There's a YouTube channel that was created for this show that they look up, and I went and found the YouTube channel, and those videos are on there for anybody to go watch. And it's kind of funny to see that. Like, I like seeing that tied in, where you could find some elements of this show that they were told to watch. So, really good. High School Mystery Club or Girls High Mystery Class, however you want to see it, is really interesting, highly recommended variety show from Korea. Uh, you unmuted yourself, and all we heard was typing, Scott. Clickety-clack. <laughs> He's like, unmute! Click, click, click. That's click not how that clack. works. You should unmute and talk. So, that's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. I think, I think we have some uh, news to discuss here in the news segment. Do we? Do we? What I thought it? I started with the news. What did we put? I started with the news by fucking calling out Hollywood's bullshit. Well, technically, I have more intro. Congratulations not having Vertigo in three. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I can, I still, like, when I move around a little bit, I still get a little woozy. But things have been better. <laughs> I don't feel like I'm going to throw up. <laughs> so, Mike, you have a lot of things you want to yeah. talk okay, about. Okay, before we go before into we... this, because it ties in. Um, I am at 72 or 73 books read of my 100 book goal for the year and it's not even the wow. end of April <laughs> but you can't count light novels yes I can it counts as like a quarter that's of a not book. true because some of the light novels like I will pull this one out right here is over 400 fucking pages so <laughs> light novels vary they really do like I tell people yeah some light novels are like 170 pages others like this other one I'm about to start is over 300 so it depends on the company putting it out and how they released it over in Japan. So they vary, but that's the thing. I've set it at 100. I'm going to up it, obviously, the goal to 150 or even 200 and just go for it. Even if it's light novels or manga, I'm still reading a lot. I'm making up for last year. A lot of things that, even though I passed 100 books last year, if it hadn't been for the fourth nerve palsy in my right eye, I wonder how many books I would have read, and it drives me insane. So I'm really pushing... To really get that done and keep reading. To make up for what I missed last year in the beginning. The first four months. No, that's... Uh, congratulations. That's, that is that is an accomplishment. That's uh, 75 more books than I've read this year. <laughs> hey, I, it hasn't been all light novels. I just read two young adult novels Sunday. While I was at work. I mean, what? 
Wait, wait a minute. That's huh? cheating. Huh? I read them both in four hours. In the next four hours, I didn't read another book because I was like, I need a break. <laughs> Shannon. But yeah, y'all go with your yep. stuff, and then I'll talk about all of mine at once. Okay. Shannon, why don't you tell us about... Oh, yes, uh, I can't wait to hear about this. The hottest, most anticipated anime of the year. <laughs> so, uh, I know a long... Well, I don't know how long ago, but a while back we talked about um, the manga called Way of the House Husband. And it recently became, quote-unquote, an anime. Rather, it was marketed by Netflix in the U.S., as an anime and when the when the the um the trailer oh my god i can't talk today when the trailer came out it was a little concerning because it was very much like a kind of a moving comic like an like an animated comic but not quite like fully animated. Yeah, I remember and seeing that was, and thinking it was just like that's for the trailer, right, so don't give anything right. away. And 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 a lot of people thought that, but I sat down and I watched the first two episodes. And let me tell you, it was rough. So in Japan, I guess I was told this by a few people on Twitter because I, I had a nice conversation with a bunch of people on Twitter about it that. In Japan, it was marketed as, I guess, a motion comic, mm. so not necessarily a full-blown anime. Um, so that, you know, that makes more sense. It's it's kind of more like a – somebody called it a PowerPoint, basically, like a PowerPoint anime. The There's very, very little animation in there, and what animation is in this show is very uh, rigid – and it, it's awkward looking. It's extremely awkward looking. Like when, when you know, people walk um, and when there's action scenes, it's just, it doesn't quite have the same charm as, as something along the same genre. So take it back a little bit. Do you guys remember uh, Skull Bookkeeper Honda-san? Yes. Do you remember those? I do. Super charming. Very, very little animation, but it was it was fun. It was interesting to watch, and it looked good, and it was done well. Take that, completely do a 180 with it, and that's Way of the House Husband anime. Well, when you say 180 with it, you mean like there's less animation in it's Way bad. of the House Husband? Well, no, actually, there's more animation in Way of the House Husband than Honda-san, but it's somehow it's just worse it's terrible and the sad part is is that it's it's literally panel for panel from the manga and the the art itself just looks very lazy it doesn't have the same um kind of pizzazz that the manga actually has and you know for what it what it is I just I can't really say that I would recommend it to people. I would say read the manga and I get it. You know, the big one of the big draws about this quote unquote anime is um Suda Ken, Kenjiro Suda, who is like one of the hottest male voice actors in Japan right now. And there was actually like a funny little short live action movie where he actually played the main character. And it was cute. It was funny. And so people, you know, when it was announced there was going to be an, there was going to be an anime, and he was 
basically said, you know, he was going to be voicing the main character, people were like, oh my god, this is, this is great, this is super amazing, I love it, it's wonderful. But, uh, yeah, it, uh, it's not so wonderful after all. And, it, and the sad part is, is, like, they made, like, a full, like, you would think that they would have put more effort into, like, the opening song, too, but it's, it's, it's the same. It's, they actually made an opening song for it and an ending song for it, which doesn't make sense, but, yeah, I would, I would probably, I mean, if you're curious about it, I would check it out, but I'm not gonna say waste your time with it. I, I barely could get through the first episode, and it was just yeah. like, ugh. Now, I mean, the content is still the high quality content that the, the manga is known. Well, for, I right? feel like I mean, it's it's, it's the same story, but it the art. I mean, even though it's so, supposed to be panel for panel, it's like they really kind of copped out on it. I feel like I've seen some people rave about it, but. I feel like those are people who probably haven't read the manga. I feel like if you've read the manga, it's probably disappointing. As hell. Yes, yeah. It's probably I, I more for people that. who have never looked at the manga. Right, right. I bet they and, would enjoy and, something like this more because they think, oh, I'm watching it. You're really just reading it with it moving around a little. Well, but yeah, I mean, I mean, and, and I... I don't want to disparage any any the concept of motion comics is a thing, I, right? and I've always and found is, them weird because I see it and I'm like it, I'd rather just read this at my own pace. What the fuck are you doing? It is, and and there's a certain it's like class an of audio who likes it, and it's yeah, it's like an audiobook, and there's a there's there's a certain audience for that. And if if they were making a motion comic of Way of the House Husband because that was like an artistic choice, that's fine. But I don't think that's what people expected or wanted. Now. I will say that the way of the house husband, the comic book, the manga, it is very much. Um, there is no real cohesive narrative, right? So I, I can see like it would be very difficult to make a twelve episode anime with 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 you know twenty two minute episodes out of what they had, unless it's very it would be very chopped up anyway. Yes, it's exactly like that. So they but, shove they shove a bunch of those little scenarios. So each chapter, like in in the manga, if they had done it like Honda-san, where it was just a few minutes long, and then they moved on to the next one, that would be that yeah. would have been great. But what? for some reason, they chopped up, and it's not even the same order as the manga. So it's it's kind of like well, these things happen, but you're like, okay, this doesn't make sense. How did this get to this point? But it's like literally, bam, 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 one after another, and it just it's very it's 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 not it doesn't seem very organized so i think they could have done a full season at regular um episode length because they've done a live action version of the way of the house husband with 10 episodes at 45 minutes long each oh see i didn't know that oh yeah i've got it down i've i mean acquired oh. <laughs> character in that uh it is hiroshi tamaki okay because i know they did i know because the the little weird like shorts the yeah. uh, live action shorts that i said that kenjiro suda did those are the only live action ones that i thought actually yeah. exist i didn't realize there was like a full no there's a full of season of 10 episodes oh i haven't had a chance to sit down and watch it because there's a bunch of stuff i need to watch right now but not to mention the spring season for our next episode <laughs> the the other thing actually to note now that I'm actually on the Wikipedia page for Way of the House Husband is that the 
anime, it's actually a, an original ma animation, which is even more confusing because that means it was never meant for a service like Netflix, which yeah. is now like yeah. more of a sit back service, not a. It's it's you know it's meant for like a YouTube audience. Yeah, yeah, which is interesting. Uh, that's I mean so yeah so I guess if I I would say I mean read the comic comic's good I read the first volume it's good. Yeah, I need to read through it. I haven't had a chance. Comic good. Uh, anime bad. Uh, Alright. <laughs> anime not bad. Anime just it, lacking. Alright, Scott, go for it. I mean, yeah. But again, like, I think what I was going to say, if, uh, if they, you know, Skullface bookseller Honda Sun was very much a fully animated show in small chunks. I want to hear about your good job with. light novel review, Scott. Oh, wait, anime, sorry. Based on the light novel. Uh... So it, what, it's not like impossible that they could have adapted a, a, a thing that is told in small chunks that doesn't have a cohesive narrative to a fully animated show. Anyway, let's. It's it's, it's our our last season is wrapping up. I'm sure we we all finished watching stuff that came out last season, Mike. <laughs> sure. Loves loves to do previews. Hates to finish shows. No, they're definitely set to be watched. I just haven't had a chance. Yeah, sure. Uh, so I, uh, I, you know, I, I actually watched anime, and I finished uh, bottom tier character Tomazaki, uh, which is a show that we did talk about in the in our in our previous. Which episode. is funny because uh, you like this a lot more than me, and usually a show like this is the opposite. I thought it was interesting. It, that's very it's very interesting so um yeah very interesting which 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 tells me that it's a good show because you didn't like it <laughs> so uh bottom tier character tamazaki so if anyone didn't hear our preview uh bottom tier character tamazaki is about tom you know tamazaki who is uh He's a loser, right? He is a social outcast. He doesn't know how to get along with what he calls normies in school. Uh, popular kids. What do you call you this know, genre you know. of anime or manga that, Scott, what do you, you love talking about this specific situation for Japan? Slice of life? No. Oh, uh, Hikikimori? Is that what you call it? No. You say it's basically... Japan trying to convince people to have kids get oh, married. Oh well, yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's the, yes, this is certainly this is certainly in the genre of Japan trying to convince its young people to that they have self worth uh, and to do more with the opposite sex, right? You're trying, yeah, trying to convince them that that is that is clearly what the genre is, and and so, but it's about Tomozaki, who is. Who is this kind of a loser who is self-proclaimed loser? So it's not that even that other people see him as this kind of, you know, person who is worthless, but he considers himself worthless, with the exception that he loves to play video games. And um, so he's really good at uh, at this game called uh, Attack Fam, which is Attack Families, which is also known as Super Smash Brothers. It's just Super yeah. Smash Brothers. Um he he is the number one on the leaderboard in attack families in Japan, and 
you know, basically every night he has a competition with uh, another another person who is uh, username is no name on the on the, and they are on the leaderboard is number two in Japan. So basically they go back and forth, and eventually after going back and forth after a couple of months, uh, no name says, "Hey, let's meet up," and it turns out to be the most popular, uh, most you know beautiful. Um, you know, sports hero girl of in his high school, and so he, you know he takes it as this is like an insult to himself because not only is this this girl successful in real life, but he she is number two in in a, you know tech fam, which he covets among all else, and she is horribly disappointed because uh, the person who she has looked up to as the best player in tech fam is this hapless loser who has no self-respect. So, um, she brings in the first episode, brings him to her home and then like changes out of her street clothes. And, you know, Tamazaki in very stupid scene <laughs> claims that he can't even recognize her. And so she basically the proposition that she says is that, listen, nobody goes through life Nobody goes through life, you know, just kind of coasting through. You have to put in effort, and if you put in effort, then life can be very rewarding, better than any video game. And because he is getting this from the number two tech fam player, he takes this to heart and is then, you know, convinced that uh, that life is a good video game that he should play. So. The series is basically that uh, that um, no name whose real name is Aoi Himari is giving uh, Tomozaki lessons in how to be a normal person, and that is you know it it begins with taking just like how to interact with people you know so he in going with the game motif she assigns him little tasks that are like you have a conversation with the person who's sitting next to you in class. You know, three times per day, strike up, strike up three conversations. You know, she takes him shopping. She goes out with him, and you know, and forces him to interact with her in in like normal settings. Um, you know, as you know, and and it's all leading up to the big, uh, the big goal of the by the end of this year in high school, that he will have a girlfriend. Her. Right. So that's. Mm, Spoilers. That's. I mean, doesn't happen in the anime. Doesn't happen in the okay. anime, but perhaps will happen eventually. Anyway, so the, the 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 like like all like all really great anime. You know, Tomozaki is this kind of stand-in for the people who are watching the show, and the really like the meat of the character, the meat of the show comes from these characters who are around him. So Himari is a very interesting character because she is this most popular girl in school, and like has this aura of a very sweet person but is in truth a very cold and calculating person who kind of is manipulating manipulating these social skills to put herself in these very good positions and like and she is like act, you know honestly very talented and very and you know very outgoing and social but at the same time like is also very cold and calculating and has this kind of like split personality. And then, uh, the, the person who is kind of behind, uh, Hinami in sports and in, in, uh, in, in academics is, uh, Minami, 
who is basically her complete opposite, whereas Himari is cold and calculating. Minami is just like completely, uh, completely id, just always cheerful, always happy, um, doesn't really seem to be concerned about, uh, about anything except for what's happening in front of her. So just this, this, this complete mirror and and minami has a whole get gets like a, a four episode uh side arc where you know she has to come to terms with not being number one and and gets very serious and get to get to learn her her deeper and more more complicated relationships um there's a you know a bunch of male characters who uh are not set up as rivals for to, uh, Tamazaki, but w where uh, Himari is giving Tamazaki tasks to talk to women, but it's, you know, he also gets tasks that he has to make male friends as well, that it's not uh, not always not always just the goal is to talk to girls, and, and, you know, he has to relate to everybody. But in the in the end, um, it kind of comes down to, you know, he... He does get built up to this person who can interact with normal people, who is able to, you know, dress himself like popular people, able to style his hair like popular people, and is able to pass as a popular, part of the popular group, um, to the point where, like, even, like, when the popular people come over to his house, like, his little sister is, like, in, in awe and cannot believe that, that it's happening because her brother was a loser and now is bringing over the people that you know she she looks up to and knows is the the, the the heads of the of the upper class so um everyone starts to take notice but when it when it comes down to it like he he is confronted with the with the fact that this is a hollow endeavor um and when he when he kind of realizes that that this exercise in uh, going through the motions and, and, and building up these social skills only for like points and for like the, 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 you know, that the, the goal of having a girlfriend is simply to have the girlfriend and not because of anything else. The goal of having, you know, having the relationships are for the relationship and not anything else. Like he starts to, to question like, what is it that he actually wants from all this? Like why, why should he use his skills? And, and what is his actual true desire in life and and uh him and that's when kind of like himari goes from helping him to uh, opposing him because she believes that there are no true desires in life uh that this that that is a lie um and so now, and so that the the conflict that is set up at the end of this anime is basically that uh, Tomozaki has developed these skills that Himari believes in, um, <laughs> the you know the, the he has now these skills that Himari believes in, but at the same time, he believes that he believes that passion is what should fuel his decisions in life and in this final confrontation and the final i say i think this i think the anime only goes up to like the third or fourth light novel it's not very deep in the light novel so where the anime what anime kind of leaves off is in this Wait, um, third or fourth in the 
Yeah, oh wow, it's not very that's far interesting because I have the yeah. second and I haven't read it yet. Um, but yeah. that's crazy to me. Like, well, I mean, I guess I say that. I think it's crazy to me because the light novels aren't long. They're more on the 200 pages or less side. While the light novel I'm going to talk about had an anime that went through five volumes and it's like 300 to 400 pages per volume. So I guess it's a little interesting to me that I'm like, wow, this only covers like four volumes of a 200 or less. And I'm basing that... I'm basing that only on like the the summaries yeah, I read about the that's interesting. That I mean, by by book five, there's stuff in there that they must really the be stretching that out. Then uh, doesn't feel it, but def- there are definitely some like lingering scenes. But um, but the, the where the where the anime ends is a very interesting point where uh, Tamazaki basically confronts Himari and says, you know, and like basically like you know why you can't beat me in Takfam is because you you don't even know why you're playing. Like you, you think you do, but you don't, and and you don't know why you're doing anything in life, and that's why I'm gonna teach you. I'm gonna teach you this lessons about how to actually live your life with intention, and then and then that's what the, the anime ends. So it, it's it's a really it's a really interesting start, and I think that characters are all are all very entertaining, and the cons the concept is very entertaining. And it, it really it goes places I didn't think it would. I mean, there's a whole like there's a whole side story where they go on like a uh, an overnight stay at like a camp and have like and you know like really like deep interpersonal discussions with some of these like popular male kids and like why you know about why why they do the way think things they do and why they like the girls they do. It's just it's like it goes places where it's where where I wouldn't expect this type okay. of anime to go. But the fact that it left off in that way where it's okay now Tamazaki believes he has something to teach back to Himari who is the perfect the perfect high school girl and good at video games is, is a nice interesting place to leave off so uh, I recommend this show I think it's very entertaining it's on Funimation and uh, uh, you know I guess the same thing with the light novels too if, if that's more your thing like I know you said you read the first one and you enjoyed it yeah I mean it, it was fine like it wasn't one of the it wasn't like I guess it's not offensive or inoffensive. It's just, it's what you're expecting when you go in to read it. Like, it reminds me of another one I'm reading called My Youth. God damn it, uh, My Youth Romantic Comedy. Uh, so, yeah, that one. Keep talking. Uh oh. I'm out of things to say about things. Uh, edit point. Edit point. Shannon, how you doing? <laughs> Good. <laughs> I was just listening to the summary, and uh, the slice of life anime is not really my kind of cup of tea. Um, I mean, the, the 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 premise of it sounds kind of cute, but I can't see. I, I don't know. I just can't see myself watching. Are, are you saying like JoJo's that. is not a slice of life anime? No. <laughs> it certainly is a slice, a type of slice of life. Well, I really need one of y'all's Funimation login so I can watch um, the new Battle Athletes. And well, Shannon, we 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 would not share. Uh, sure. Of course not. That and Mars that. and and this one called Mars Red that I need to I need to see. That would be, and you only brought that up to, uh, to to explain why we wouldn't share. 
That's right. That's right. Edit point. Edit point. Mike, I not felt. Sure. I felt. Not sure if we should. I was gonna say. I thought. Should edit here. I thought he said uh, he had a hell of a lot to talk about. He does. He that's what he said. But I guess that maybe uh, maybe he doesn't. He's he's talking very quickly. He looks very stressed out. What's he doing? Yeah. Oh, there's a dog in the background. That's exciting. Oh, it is a dog. Yeah, it's a dog. I'm drinking wine. Oh, what, uh, are, you, what are you drinking? I Mike am, always talks about what he's I'm drinking. I'm drinking um, a Pinot Grigio. I honestly don't know the the vineyard, uh, but it's uh, Total Wine's bestseller. It's like, ah, oh, it was less than 20 bucks. Hey, less than 20 bucks. That's uh, That must be a good vineyard. So that's pretty much all I care about when I'm buying alcohol. It's so expensive. I've always wanted to try like a really expensive, like champagne or something like a Dom Perignon or something. Just, just oh, to, yes. just to see the kind of what what makes it so good. You know what I mean? Because I don't like red wine, so I definitely can't drink red wine. yes like that's i guess that's the pro that's my problem with all that because like i can't see the sense of spending a hundred dollars on a bottle of something but i guess if i never try it, i don't know why right i don't know i think i might i think i might splurge treat yourself you should treat myself actually i just treated myself to those shoes so Which I don't think the, like I don't think the listeners uh, who may or may not ever hear this know about your shoes. Why don't you talk about your shoes for a while? I love shoes. Are you going to edit this? Oh no! What the heck happened? Uh oh, Scott! I think we lost you. No, I'm here. Oh, okay. You just like you like froze for a second. It was weird. You also dropped off for a second. Oh, so that's bizarre. Funny. Is weird. That's okay. Is Audacity's weird. still going. That's that's the only important thing. He looks like he's on the phone with his work. Yeah, it seems... I hope it's important. Yeah. Oh, that's not a good look. <laughs> well, this is not good. Tell him to turn it on and turn it off again. <laughs> He's pretty tipsy too. This is like challenge mode. 
Yikes, one of my internet friends, she apparently lost over 2,000 followers on Twitch in one night. Wow. Yeah, I think there was a bot purge. Oh, really? She went from... I lost 40, well, I lost like 31 Wow, followers. she went from 5.9 to 3.9 thousand. That's crazy. That's a lot of bots for her. It's like two thousand bots. It's crazy. If 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 they were bots. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's the only thing I can think of that would warrant that. Yeah. Unless they were removing... Oh, sorry about counts. that. Oh, you're fine. I hate being one of the oldest people on this telephone system. And f how the fuck do you know about a call manager? First off, that had nothing to do with this, but fuck you. <laughs> you don't gotta go in, do you? <clears throat> fuck no. They got the fucking head of telephony in right now. Fuck them. <laughs> No, they're just asking me things about because I know a lot about the routing right now because mm -hmm. I've been doing a lot of stuff. Uh, basically, the old system they're having problems with how something is routing to another thing, and I was like, mm. "Yo, this is it." But if it's branching off somewhere else, you need to call the group that had control of this before we started this contract because they set this mm. up, not us. So, anyway. Oh, that's fun. Uh, so, Mike, why don't you just go in you gonna record and just your start talking about your stuff, and we'll it. edit it. Do you want to say anything? Okay. No. Just, just... Okay, well, yeah, I'll just hand it off to you. All right. So. Uh, uh, Mike, you want to talk about a whole bunch of garbage? Yes, a bunch of light novels, because I do read. Fuck you, Scott. Um, I don't just watch my shows. I read my shows. So. I'm going to go into the uh, light novel I have a first impression of before I go into the reviews. Um, so, Ari Ferretta, um, which is also known as From Commonplace to World's Strongest. So, we're used to most of these isekais that people end up in another world and they're super overpowered as soon as they get there. So, Ari Ferretta is a little different where... The main character, and I'm going to have to look it up because I've been reading so much stuff. Hajime is um, sent to this world, and he's basically nothing more than a synergist, where he kind of does like synergy stuff. Like He can control Earth a little bit and put things together, but nothing crazy. He's basically one of the lowest-ranking people, and he was kind of like this weeb otaku in his actual world. So people still look down on him in this real world where he's still the lowest ranking person when this whole class gets transported to another world. And so he's kind of crapped on from the get-go. Turns out at some point while they're going through a dungeon, as he's trying to get stronger, it's not really working, he saves the class but falls to what the class assumes is his death. And it nearly is. 
As he falls, he wakes up and ends up having to kill a monster, and luckily does. Um, or say, uh, he kills the monster, eats it, and it puts him in excruciating pain. Where, and he finds this, uh, am- almost like a for like Greek gods or Roman gods, ambrosia type thing, where he finds this gem that's leaking this stuff out. He drinks it and it heals him. And as he keeps killing monsters and getting a little bit stronger, because every time he kills and eats a monster, he gains some of the abilities from that monster and levels up. But um, it puts him in extreme pain in his stomach, and he feels like he's going to die. He drinks a little bit more and lives. So he basically goes through hell and becomes this super strong individual. So it's not just, I'm in this new world. I'm overpowered from the get-go. He goes through fucking hell in this first volume um and while he's trying to escape this labyrinth where he's basically given up and said screw everybody else it's all about me his humanity is basically gone at this point because he's just struggled so much he comes across a 300 year old vampire that's locked that's uh locked in place in this rock and he's about to leave her there, and she says something like, save me or whatever, and he decides to help her. Um, since he's a synergist, he can basically, with enough power, he gets the rocks to fall away from her and freeze her. Um, starts this thing between the two of them where they kind of start a relationship. Um, she's obviously, it's, she was saved by him, so she views him as uh, her savior. And this is the first person that kind of brought back a little bit of his humanity. So they're trying to escape this labyrinth. And in the first volume, they eventually do. I don't want to go into spoilers because I think this is a very interesting show in terms of how the labyrinth ends up. Wait, was he no longer? (laughs) Good time to uh, unmute that mic, Scott. (laughs) So, no, he's still human. He just has no humanity. Um, So... I would say humanity in the terms of, like, he's a broken person. Not he's th- done with everybody's shit. Basically, yeah. He's like, fuck everybody. It's just my will to survive. Um, and he just wants to get as strong as he can at this point. Um, and get back home to Japan. That's all he cares about. He doesn't care about anybody else, anybody's struggles, until he meets Yue, the 300-year-old vampire. He escapes with her. Um, after they've, uh, had some fun or she's had fun with him because he was very reluctant at first because anime wise, UA is a 300 year old vampire, but she was in prison when she still was like, looked like a teenager. We all know how that goes in anime. You got to make them look young, but they're not young. Uh, uh, and volume two is around the time after they escaped that labyrinth where, you realize that this show is going to create a harem. So in the second uh, volume, they introduce Shea, who's a bunny girl. And neither of them care for Shea. They're just like, F her. They, they helped her survive in something. And she never gives up, doesn't care about the um, abuse she takes from either of them, whether it's verbal or physical. Like, she gets knocked up in the air and comes back down, and she survives, of course. It's anime. Um, but you realize there's a harem building around him, even though he is in love with UA at this point. He doesn't care about the others like that. Um, it's an interesting 
light novel in the fact that I'm not going to go too much deeper because it has an anime that came out within the past couple years. Um, but Hajime went from I'll do anything for everyone around me to I have no humanity, screw everyone but me. And the light novel series at least shows him growing to the point where his humanity comes back bit by bit. And not like because of classmates or he meets up with them anymore. Um, the people that start congregating around him as his party slash harem. He starts realizing after a uh, run-in with an old acquaintance, I won't say who, because like I said, I'm not trying to go full spoilers, uh, gives a nice speech where he realizes he can't just be, screw my humanity. He realizes otherwise he wouldn't even care for UA. So he looks at everything as I actually do care for these other people around me. But I don't care for the other students. So something cool about Ari Ferretta is he comes into contact with his old classmates. And that's where it really shines for me. Where he's basically like, yeah, I don't care about you all outside of maybe like one of you (laughs) or two of you. And when he comes in to like a rescue, he saves them. But things he does in multiple rescues is he will eliminate what is needed to be eliminated so the others don't have to live with it so you realize his humanity is still there i really like the fact that ari Ferretta, when you see him become overpowered within the first novel or two i think it's around volume four or five he has a run-in with another person who really beats him down he realizes he still needs to get stronger so he goes through hell to get stronger he thinks he's unstoppable and then gets brought back down to reality again at some point and realizes he still has a ways to go. And I really like that about this. It's not just like, all right, I got to that point. Let's go. You know, every novel, there's going to be a point where he defeats the person. No, he may get away, but he didn't fully defeat somebody. Um, Ari is really good. There's a lot of sexual jokes in this volume, especially with a dragon that joins the party that is a very much a masochist. She enters the party. I'm going to spoil this part because it's ridiculous. Where he's fighting this dragon, about to kill it, and for some reason decides to shove this spike up the dragon's ass. And all of a sudden he hears a voice where it's like, yo, please stop, and moans. And he's like, that sounded like a girl. (laughs) My god, that is so anime. I know, right? Ever since that point, the dragon that comes out turns out to be uh, of the dragon can, who they thought were eliminated at one point, is like one of the last remaining members. And now from that point on, because of that instance, she, anytime like Hajime gets annoyed with her, he'll like smack her away and she's like, oh, please hit me again. Like full on masochist, like just wants to be dominated. But it leads to a lot of fun, and I understand people who get annoyed with this series, but I really enjoy watching Hajime's humanity come back bit by bit, especially at the people around him and him realizing it. My favorite is when they rescue this girl who was kidnapped, um, and when they save her, she's like, I'm going to call you daddy, and he's like, please don't call me anything else. Call me brother, call me whatever. Just don't call me daddy. And by the end, he's just like, I don't want to leave her behind. 
like when they get him back to her mom he's like i don't want to leave her behind and it's like you watch that humanity come back over like multiple volumes and it's really interesting i can't wait to continue this series i know i've got four or five other volumes to go through um i plan to watch the anime at some point i don't know when because i've got a backlog uh but that's ari Ferretta, uh from commonplace the world's strongest i highly recommend it i don't know about the anime is good but i highly recommend the light novel um they pack a lot every light novel is 350 to 400 pages so when scott's like yeah they're like 180 pages blah, blah, blah. no these are freaking fucking books man um but I wanted to get into a couple light novels that are more shorter on volumes. Uh, I wanted to review. I'm going to go into the worst one first. Uh, Wild Wild Times of the Fake Fake Princess. So I'm not even going to try to read the synopsis because I'll just go over what I remember. This is it's. I don't really care um, about going deep into this as Scott puts something deep into his mouth, down his throat. Um, so... Wild Times of the Fake Fake Princess is about a dude who lives in Japan. His dad deals in a lot of, like, shady dealings with art and other artifacts and comes across what, lo- comes across what looks like a coffin one day in the warehouse where he's staying at in Japan that his dad has just left a bunch of stuff around. Out of the coffin pops this blonde-haired girl that claims she's the android body double of a princess from some fake country that's like european or a slavic european uh, or i should say slavic probably more nordic um anyway shannon would probably enjoy the first volume like i did because it felt like an old 90s anime like a girl from fantasia or something like that like i was like yo this felt like i was like reading a 90s anime with how ridiculous the plot was and this girl comes out of nowhere and shakes up this guy's life. And I was like, this feels like a one-off OVA. It was funny. She had, like, crazy powers, like eye lasers. Didn't understand the world. Which was very common in OVAs in the 90s. Uh, I'm sure Shannon remembers plenty like that. Do you? Oh, yeah. For for some reason, it, when you say, like, he, she came into his life and, like, completely turned his life upside down, I'm just reminded of, like, Tenchi. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, like, for me, it, it reminded me of Girl from Fantasia. Um, or, like, an Ama Goddess. Like, that. And yeah, then, like, too. the second volume hits. And it never grows from that first volume. It's literally the first volume almost, like, extended to the point where I was like, please stop. Like, I almost quit the series, and then I read at the end where the author is, like, in the afterword. I'm not even going to go into the second volume, because it's not worth it. It's basically the first volume all over again, with the same misunderstanding, same bullshit, same creepy girl stalking the main character that's not the one that popped out of the coffin. Um, where the author's like, well, the next volume's probably going to be the last. I was like, well, fuck it, it's three volumes, I'll finish it. I got halfway through the four, third volume, and I stopped. It jumped the shark in a three-volume series. Literally pops... I don't care about spoilers. F off. You can get mad at me. Stop listening. Wow. Wild Times of the Fake Pink Princess. Literally, all of a sudden, her entire family pops out as freaking an- quote-unquote androids of body, as body doubles of the royal family. 
two volumes, like three volumes in, this is what I'm dealing with. And I'm like, y'all jumped the shark in a three-volume series where now I've got to deal with multiple misunderstanding characters where I'm already annoyed after two. Like, I literally went from four stars to two stars to two stars. And I was like, this is awful. Like, you had something going for you. You couldn't let it go. And then you decided to add three more characters to the same. It's bad. Like, it could have been so much more. <laughs> like, that first volume was so much fun. And they didn't know how to let it go. So, do not recommend Wild Times with a Fake Fake Princess. Unless you stop at volume one. Enjoy that and don't continue. Um, that was Jay Novel Club's one of their catch-up series last month, so I ended up reading through the whole thing. Um, and finally, Psychome, or as it's known, Psycho Love Comedy Series by author Mizuki Mizushiro. It's basically about a young man named Kyosuke who wakes up in a warehouse where 12 people have died and he's arrested and taken to prison and it's not any ordinary prison he's in a prison with a bunch of other murderers uh you come to find out in the first couple of volumes that that prison is they call it like uh, a place to reform murderers it's actually a place to create assassins for a higher organization um in those volumes, he meets um, a young girl. I'm trying to get remember her name because I've been reading so much lately. Renko, who wears a gas mask and falls in love with him. And she's just blue hair, big boobs, all about uh, Kyosuke. This show is not afraid to go with the etchy content. Um, at some point, she takes off her gas mask and that has been her inhibitor for her murderous tendencies. So when she takes that off, she's ready to kill. She's ready to kill Kyosuke. He somehow manages to keep surviving, and she finally realizes her love for him is like, until you tell me that you truly love me, I won't kill you. This is how fucking... It is called psycho comedy, love comedy series for a reason. Um, she wants him to say he loves her, then she'll kill him. The other people surrounding him that starts a small harem, but it's really about two girls. Ari is another one who's a daughter of a clan of assassins that can't kill, but is there to learn to kill. And then another girl who has never purposely killed anybody, but is so clumsy. The chaos that starts surrounding when she falls or creates a scene, people die around her, and that's why she's there. Um, so one of the things I liked about Psychome was... There's various things that happen, like little games where they set up these retreats, like, and people have to go through these games, and people could live or die, and they're very interesting, and like I think it's volume two where they have like a almost like a summer camp thing, um, I think it's volume two, yeah, um, where another murderer falls in love with Kyosuke, and one that actually is like full on killed multiple people. Like, it's the, like, this series is graphic If when you're reading it. Like, the way they discuss how people kill people, it's graphic. Um, and I loved the first two volumes. I had a lot of fun. Volumes one and two, I gave four stars each. When it hit volume three, 
Kyosuke's younger sister, Ayaka, comes into play where she has a super brother complex. Like, to the point where it would make most people who don't like incest really uncomfortable. And I'm not saying she's, like, trying to get on her brother or hump him. But she has a really awkward love for her brother that's not like, I'm going to have your kids because she knows these other girls love him and she roots for him. But it's very, way too clingy. Um... This was the volume where I was just like, I almost bowed out because she was so annoying. The whole brother complex thing got on my nerves. Um, by book four, it brought me back because it was very airy focused with her assassin family and you go visit her home. I really enjoyed that one because you get more story around some of the characters, especially Ari and her family. I really like that stuff. I like more of the world building, character building Volume 5 was another drop-off, like Volume 3, where they try to do this whole, like, we're pitting these students uh, year 1 versus year 2 versus year 3, and it had a chance to be really interesting with these violent games, and they had moments. The problem was, it was so convoluted, and so hurried and rushed through the book, where it felt like the author was like, I want to write more, but I know I only have 6 volumes to do this in. That I'm going to try to shove everything into this fifth volume that's needed. And I was about to give it two stars because there's a lot of good, but there's so much bad. I was like, and so much that just felt like he didn't capitalize on. I was like, I can't rate this higher than a two. Well, the ending of the book, you realize that Kyosuke and Ayaka's parents are more than they seem. And they had no idea they were even at this prison. So this all turns around where volume six, the finale is freaking great. It's basically Kyosuke and Ayaka's parents have negotiated this game of death tag where Kyosuke and Ayaka have to get out of this prison in a certain amount of time and they can escape, free to go back to their life. They are allowed teammates. How many teammates they have, the enemy team has double. And it is so well done. It's the best game in the series where it's like all this stuff is happening and it is brutal and gruesome. And like you people are like throughout the series, a lot of people have quote unquote died or come near death and you see them later. This one is legit like, nope, this person's definitely dead. Decapitated, heads roll, doesn't matter. Like finally, like, where all this stuff felt hurried and rushed, the author finally grew a pair and killed some people off and wasn't afraid to have things go poorly, even though in the end, I felt like the ending was perfect and what I wanted. Um, I won't give the full ending here, but it's how it needed ended with uh, Renko and Kyosuke kind of being like the main love interests with each other. And then Aerie in the background, it's this really bittersweet ending and it's left slightly open with like a little hint of something happening in the background at the end but psychome is this series where it had a bunch of ups and i will i will give my little review at the end of volume six because this is one of the ones i had to comment on i was like this series has had plenty ups and downs in terms of being interesting Thankfully, the ending was really well done. This is probably the most fun out of all the volumes involving any type of quote-unquote game. It also ended, in my opinion, how it should. Bittersweet. It was worth the lows of this series for how this ended.
So it's definitely worth getting through the low points of the series to finish on that high. Psychome was one that I wasn't expecting much at the end. I was just like, you know what? Kind of like with Wild Wild Times of Fake Princess, where I was like, I'll just get, read the third volume. By the time I hit volume four and enjoyed it, I knew there was two left. I was like, I might as well finish it. And it worked out. So, good times with that. Think story. it would make a good anime? I do. If, I don't know if they could do it in one season. I think they could. But I'm afraid it's very gruesome. I almost wonder. I think a lot of people would be turned off by how violent it can be. It's one of those where I'm like, it's violent no matter what throughout. It wasn't really till the last one until people really died, died. But it's violent. But see, I, I like I like that though. Yeah. I like I like when the author takes that chance. Yeah. You know, because usually in anime, it's like, oh, you know, we'll take the safe bet, and some people might get a little mangled, but no one ever really dies. So I like when authors yeah. have like the actual kajungas so, to actually make that happen. That's my thoughts on Psychome, and I gotta answer a call. Well, I, I I think that that is one of the reasons why uh, Game of Thrones was perceived as such like a revolution. Yeah, because so many people freaking died. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, because they did not hesitate to right. to just kill off major characters, popular characters. Characters with recognizable actors, and I think that's just that's just something we don't see. No, we really don't. Which is why I kind of like. Um, I don't know if I should spoil this, but like this is the reason why I like uh, the manga Jujutsu Kaisen because the author um, Gei Akatama is yeah. is not afraid to fuck shit up a little bit, if it were. Yeah, and well, and of course JoJo's itself. Mm. Yes, but. definitely JoJo. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, thank you, Mike. Thank you, Mike, for those those reviews. Yeah. Uh, I wish I read more because I would probably I would probably check it. No, there's a, there's like one thing I've learned with light novels is while a lot of them get made into anime, it's really cool. Like, with Wild Wild Times, even though I didn't enjoy Wild Wild Times with Fake Princess, um, it's a show that I never saw in anime. Same with uh, Psychome. So it's like, hey, I'm checking out something that really is only available in this format. And sometimes I wish, like, I think Wild Wild Times as a Fake Princess would work well as, like, a one or two episode OAV. Nothing more. It couldn't be a TV series. Psychome, I think, could be a one season TV series. Maybe two. Um, and I would like to see stuff like that get a treatment, but we all know that violent anime doesn't always translate to TV show or violent light novel right. will translate over because it's not all the time that people are interested in what are the two ones with like kids getting killed and shit. Um, uh, promise Everland. God, I can't remember either of them. The, um, God damn. Neverland, Neverland yeah, that's is what I the just, other one. Um, that's what I just said, Promise Neverland. Mining or something? Oh, God, I don't know. What's the one with, like, the little girls where it looks really cute on all the covers, but it's fucking gruesome if you read it? Oh, that's, uh... uh Higurashi. No, not Higurashi. <laughs> not Higurashi? No. <laughs> no, I know Higurashi when they cry. No, fuck But that. that also describes Higurashi. No, 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 this is like... They're like... 
mining or something. Like they're. No, that's bizarre. I've never. Oh, 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 oh! That's uh, you're talking about. Um... Somebody's screaming as they're listening to us, but like it's. <laughs> no, I'm screaming inside my brain. It's fucking psycho shit. Like, where I remember seeing that, and I was like, that looks cute. And somebody told me about it. I was like, yeah, I'm not gonna watch it. <laughs> Made in a. Thank you. Yeah, that's good that, show. That's a but good that's show. what I'm saying. Like, but those shows rarely take off like those two have. Both uh, no, they... Neverland and Made in Abyss are like anomalies for that stuff. Well, yeah, but apparently Promised Neverland really kind of diverts from the manga. I but think I mean, maybe a lot because of, of censors. Yeah, well, maybe because of censors yeah. and stuff. But there's a lot more you can I, get I really... away with in print. Right, right. I never really watched the, the Promise Neverland anime. I just read the manga a little yeah. bit. I, I watched season one, and I heard season two was a bit of a disappointment for people who read the yeah. manga. I think the key of Promise Neverland is that it is, it is such a a terrifying premise right. and such like a gruesome world. It is brutal. It's very brutal. published in Shonen Jump. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was all part of it because Shonen Jump, very much now, is in this period where it's diversifying and. Um, and, and going after these interesting stories, so you get stuff like Promise Neverland published in there, and it takes off because it's in the most mm -hmm. popular book, and it's like nothing that they, they really typically yeah. publish. Yeah, it's very, very unlike Shonen Jump. Yeah, but I, it was, I like the fact that I was able to talk about three different styles of light novels today. Right. One is definitely that isekai, one is like brutal, and the other was like, this goofy shit like but only one of them was an isekai today which was interesting because they t tend to take over the light novel genre at this point or medium by the way the, uh i just want to just uh, want to know everyone to know out there that the two words that i googled to find the name of made in abyss was anime and whole <laughs> i was gonna say that probably brought up a lot of options <laughs> No, the first one was made in the best, but I'm not going to click on images. He I'm put an anime hole, and J-List popped mm. up with a bunch of owner holes from the box. Surprisingly, surprisingly not. Most of these are made in the best related. Made in the best is a good show. I can't. Uh, watch it. Thank you, Mike. I'm, I'm good with reading. I am much worse worse with visualized gore and graphic it's, violence. It's it's yep. brutal. It I, really I can brutal. read it. It's so I like I told somebody today. People are like, you hate zombies. Why do you read the books? I was like, I can deal with zombies in books because I can visualize them the way I want to. But I don't want to like see what most zombies look like for most people. I think they're annoying and very basic. Yeah, it's one thing. Like you can, you can, your brain can tone down. Like if you, yeah. if you, if the character is suffering, your brain can yeah. tone it down. But then when you, when you have visuals plus the voice acting and and everything is well produced, it, yeah. it just it cripples you. Yeah, and I prefer to read the violence than... Plus, my... Honestly, sometimes my imagination is more brutal than what they put in video. That's also that's also a yeah. concern. Sometimes I'll be like, shit, I ain't sleeping tonight after reading this. <laughs> uh, this has been Otaku Review. It's a podcast. We record it bi-weekly. Bi-weekly? Bi-monthly. Bi-weekly. Tri-weekly? Bye. Bi-monthly. <laughs> uh, you, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash scottspezzini. You can, of course, go to otakuinreview.com to see uh, hopefully something new That's soon, maybe. 
It's probably a lie. Uh, you can watch me play Japanese role-playing games and other things on twitch.tv slash Gundam Pilot Spaz. Shannon. Yes. You uh, publish some kind of tune? I do. No, I wish. So you can find me on Twitter at Perfect Serenade. You can find my webcomic Lucifer's Ace on Tapas and Webtoon. And go. Coming soon. Coming soon. My nail art. My anime nail art. <laughs> Sub to her webtoon. Get yes. her numbers oh up. Oh, my God. Well, up. no. See, that's the thing. I don't want people just to sub to my webtoon. I want actual people to read it. Because subs without readership is nothing to me. But not ever. But we can get people to sub that don't want to read Yaoi. It's not Yaoi! <laughs> <laughs> Just tell people where they can find you. Oh, find oh your before we go into where people can find me, you know what I love about that? I was watching a TikTok today where people are like, "Real friends are the ones you can diss, and they get mad, but at the same time they're laughing as you do it." Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, like, that's us. That's I was our like, relationship. All I could think, think about was like this podcast where we're just constantly shitting on each other. But yeah, so people can <laughs> find me uh, g-nitro.com as well as g-n-i-t-r-o at twitter.com, uh, instagram.com, most likely not twitch.tv much longer. I'm looking for a new home. Uh, I have actually canceled my Amazon Prime subscription, which feels so weird. It is over in like a day or two, and I am okay with it. So, um, yeah, find me at all those places. Check. Oh, one last thing. Uh, this will be up after this, but... Um, Hopefully, y'all were able to help join us for Police Story. Jackie Chan's Police Story on my Discord if you didn't check out Volcano High. Otherwise, there will be one more um, Asian movie night for April. And then Anna May is going on. Just a heads up for all the listeners out there. Again, hit me up if you want to join the Discord to watch some anime on Friday nights. Uh, three out of the four Fridays will happen. AMV Hell 3 is definitely being shown as well as most likely the first Ranma movie. And I've yet to decide, decide on the third night. It might be either one full-length movie or two uh, shorter, like OVA. Yeah, we need, we like, I'd like to stick to it, like the old school stuff. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking of yeah. uh, doing Burn Up and Devil oh, Hunter Yoko. Oh, yeah, Burn Up. And Devil yes, Hunter Yoko yes. as the <laughs> one night, because they're both around like an hour each, if not shorter. So, um. I feel like each night will have uh, will have something different, but it'll be three out of the four nights. And don't forget to check out Running Man Days. Yes, come join us yes. for Running Man Days. It is such oh my gosh! I don't watch Korean dramas. I don't watch Korean shows yeah. in general, but Running Man has my heart. I love that show so much. It's the best variety show ever created. Simple as that. It really is. <laughs> It's a show that could never happen in the U.S. because somebody would sue the producer. Oh my God! The People minute would they sue got heard. <laughs> <laughs> like I love Asian comedy for that reason. They're not afraid to get hurt or take a chance of getting hurt. But yeah, so hit me up if you want to check out Running Man Days or the next movie nights. Um, yeah. Oh, uh, before we go. The next show will be the spring preview. 
before we do Bubblegum Crisis, the show after that. So people get ready for the spring preview. Watch some shows. Uh, I've got a list already to Scott and Shannon, the ones I'm watching between Crunchyroll and Funimation. And we'll make that happen. I'm really looking forward to checking out uh, probably four or five shows. So, Sounds good. Till next time. And we... <clears throat> till next time. Peace. Boo. Boo.